Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I am your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and today you're listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Now, welcome into this episode. I skipped last week, and I apologize, but I was a little under the weather. I had some travel issues. Some things happened, and it just didn't line up and couldn't happen. But I'm better this week. I feel better. No travel issues. We're back in the game, and we are going to talk some Olympics. A lot went on with the Olympics. There's a couple tournaments that happened, not only one during the Olympics, but a big, big one that is happening right now in our nation's capital. So there is a lot to talk about this week, and spoiler alert, the Golden Slam is no more. Novak Djokovic did not win the Olympics, if you didn't already know that, and we're going to break that down for you right here in this episode. So let's, how about we just jump right into it? Um, Novak Djokovic did have a very good run at the Olympics, and Kaini Shikori was playing really well um, throughout this week, and he has been playing really well for the last couple of weeks and then moving out of the Olympics as well. And he ended up uh, losing to Djokovic in the quarters. So I thought once Djokovic beat him in the quarters, it was kind of, hey, like, Joker, this is your time. So it gets down to the final four. Final four is Djokovic, Zverev, Hachinov, and Karina Busta. And I think, obviously, the hardest semifinal was the Djokovic-Zverev. And it was so one side and then the other and then the other. I mean, first set was 6-1 Djokovic, second set was 6-3 Sverev, and then the final set was 6-1 Sverev. Sverev, number four seed, ends up going to beat Novak Djokovic and taking away the dream of a golden slam for the Serbian. And to be honest, I was a little shocked by this, and I guess I really shouldn't be because, I mean, at, at some point you got to lose. And if I'm Novak Djokovic, I'd almost rather lose in the Olympics here than lose at the U.S. Open. Because like I've said a million times before, everybody counts the Grand Slams more than they count the Olympic gold medals. But Alexander Sverev played outstanding throughout this tournament and really towards the end. Um, to make it to the final, and the other final was Karen Hachinov versus uh, Karina Busta. And Hachinov ended up winning that 6-3, 6-3. And then you get to the final, and Sverev just smokes Hachinov, beats him 6-3, 6-1, and then it gets to Djokovic and Karina Busta. Now, I want to talk about Karina Busta a little bit because the way that Karina Busta played throughout this Olympics was outstanding. Spain usually has a really, really good team, and they usually bring guys over like Feliciano Lopez. They usually bring guys over like Rafael Nadal, and this year, they really didn't. And it was kind of up to Karina Busta a little bit. And he's really came onto the scene. But he was one of the lone Spaniards that really had a chance at doing something in this tournament. And he absolutely did something on this tournament. He beat the number two seed, Daniil Medvedev. And everybody knows how good Medvedev is. Beats Medvedev. And that Russian team was really, really, really good. Right? I talked about that in the last episode, how good the Russian team was in this tournament. You look at Rublev. You look at Karatsev. You look at Hachinov. You look at... Medvedev and Hachinov and Medvedev had a chance to play in the semifinals or would would have had a chance to play in the semifinals. And 
They didn't make it that far. Karina Boost ends up upsetting Medvedev. Karina Busta, the sixth seed, then goes on to play Hachinov. Hachinov upsets Karina Busta, but Karina Busta now has to play Novak Djokovic for a medal, and Djokovic, I'm assuming, wants a medal. Doesn't matter. Karina Busta beats him in three sets. 6-4, 6-7, 6-3. Karina Busta, one hell of a tournament for Pablo Karina Busta. One hell of a year and some change from Pablo Karina Busta. I remember Karina Busta played Djokovic at the U.S. Open last year, and that's when Djokovic got kicked out of the tournament. So this, you know, this was kind of his chance to prove, like, hey, I can beat you. And last year, even though you pretty much handed me a win, it's not a fluke. Like, I am good enough to beat you, and Karina Busta did. Nevertheless, gold medal goes to Alexander Zverev, an incredible tournament by the German, and very much deserving. He's still on the search for his first Grand Slam title, but maybe this will get him over the hump of, you know, getting that Grand Slam title. If he can, if he can win a major tournament like the Olympics, that could maybe be the confidence boost he needs. Because if you recall, a lot of times when Zverev plays in some of those big matches, it gets a little dicey because he wins, you know, first set convincingly, and then he like chokes, 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 or um, doesn't play well right away off the gates, and then he plays really well. And sometimes he just, I think, from what I see. He struggles to put a whole match together at times, especially in the big matches. And for him to come in and win the Olympics, I think that's a big confidence booster for him and could be the way that, um, you know, gets him over the hump and maybe a grand slam. And that could be also be a way that one of the big three doesn't win another. You know, like he breaks the cycle of the big three winning grand slams here in the next year and a half or two years or so. But Alexander Sverev, I think he's on the right track here. Um he has been in some major tournaments and like the U.S. Open last year and lost in the final. Um, he's been in some major spotlight places over the last two years. And I think it's really going to help with his mental health and a gold medal. I mean, it can't hurt, right? A gold medal. You look at the people that have won it before. It goes, you know, Novak Djokovic, Andy Murray, Andy Murray, and now Alexander Sverev. So that's the Olympics. Um other than that, I think there were some heat problems at the Olympics. Got really hot one day. Daniil Medvedev got super, you know, he got super, like, dramatic about it. Uh, Novak Djokovic kind of had an on-court spree that he went on um, and freaked out a little bit. And that's about it. Um, I mean, it's tennis in the Olympics. I, I hate to downplay it so much. It is, it is really good, but the Olympics... Man, I really love the other sports in the Olympics. You talk about swimming. You talk about gymnastics. You talk about, you know, men's volleyball, which I never get to watch. Beach volleyball, which I n never get to watch. Um, there's just some such interesting sports in the Olympics. And to watch some tennis, I may have looked at Atlanta to watch tennis this week. I didn't, but I'm just saying there are other things going on in the tennis world at the same time, which kind of make it really, really hard to focus on one thing. But... Good tournament by Alexander Sverev. Nothing away from him. Novak Djokovic. No career Grand Slam, which is kind of a bummer. And we move on. Let's go to the women's side real quick. You got Belinda Bencic ends up winning the gold medal. And I was actually really not surprised, but happy to see that uh, Alina Svitolina had the tournament she did. Alina Svitolina made it all the way to the semis and ended up getting a bronze medal. And I hate to say it, but she hasn't necessarily had the greatest year this year. So maybe this is what she needs to really do it. The other one that I wanted to keep an eye on that had a really, really good tournament was Elena 
Rybakina. I don't know how to say her last name. She played really, she's from Kazakhstan. She played really, really good at the US Open when I was there in 2019. And she made it a deep run and didn't quite, she lost to Svitolina in the bronze medal match. So she didn't get a medal, but uh, the silver medal went to Vondrosova, which I hate to tell you, I'm not completely sure exactly who that is. Um, I'm not all in. I, I, I don't know as much about the women's side as I do the men's side. Um, but we got some different names in the finals and we got some different names getting medals on the women's side. I was just most impressed with um, Alina Svitolina. And I think you guys know that because I went over that about three times now. So I'm going to move on. <laughs> and now let's go to Atlanta because this Atlanta tournament, this is the tournament that I was telling you about before the Olympics on the fact that everybody was playing in this tournament, and that's how we knew a lot of players weren't playing in the Olympics. And this field in Atlanta actually got pretty stacked, and there were a lot of really, really good players in it, um, and a lot of impressive players, So, which kind of makes me even more surprised by who won the tournament, who I will get to in just a little bit. But let's look at the draws, and let's look at who all was in this tournament. There, there was a ton of players in this tournament. You look at Milos Raonic. You look at um, Sam Query. It was all right. You look Kevin Anderson and Nick Kyrgios played in the played in the first round. Then you have uh, Taylor Fritz was in this tournament. The American Riley Opelka, John Isner, JJ Wolf, Jack Sock, uh, Yannick Sinner. Saw a lot of younger players, but a lot of good names in this tournament. And I think a lot of people are ready to watch uh, guys like Nick Kyrgios. Um, they're ready to watch Jack Sock. See if he could do anything. Um, Yannick Sinner, and unfortunately, second round losses. These are all the people that lost in the second round. Yannick Sinner, Jack Sock, um, Bino Pierre, Nick Kyrgios, and Milos Raonic. So a lot of the players that people came to watch lost in the first round. Um, plain and simple, let's get to it. The final ended up being Brandon Nakashima, versus John Isner. So John Isner made another run, ended up beating Taylor Fritz in three sets in the semis. This is so many Americans were in this. Taylor Fritz in the second round played Steve Johnson. The third round played Riley Opelka. And then in the semis played John Isner. So many Americans in this tournament. That's Atlanta. Good to be. And John Isner ended up making, making it to the final. John Isner wins in the final against Nakashima and wins his sixth Atlanta title. Six. He said he's got 16 titles and six of them are in Atlanta. Unbelievable. It is an ATP 250, but God, six titles at one place? Doesn't matter where it's at. Doesn't matter if you're Djokovic and winning six Wimbledons or you're John Isner and winning six Atlantas. Winning six titles in one place ain't easy, um, let alone 13 if you're Rafael Nadal. But I'm just saying, kudos to that man, John Isner, because that is one hell of a tournament for that man. And he's got their number down there in Atlanta. But it was good to see this tournament actually go on and all these players have a good time there. I'm just wondering coming out of the Olympics how many people that saw the Olympics actually happen like it did and wonder if they would have played in it. Because I would have loved to see guys like Yannick Sinner. I would have loved to see guys like Nick Kyrgios. I would have loved to see all those guys play in the Olympics in Tokyo. But can't change history. Can't do anything about it now, which is kind of unfortunate. But we'll get over it. And we will also move on to the tournament in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., where Rafael Nadal is in that city for the first time in his career. The city open in Washington, D.C. 
has got a lot of hype this year. It's got a really good draw. Let's go run through the top seeds. This is happening this week. Rafael Nadal, the one seed, two seed. Felix Ogier Aliassim, the three seed. Alex De Manure, four seed. Grigor Dimitrov, five seed. Yannick Sinner. D Daniel Evans is the six seed. Then it goes Cam Nori as the seven. Riley Opelka, and then it goes on from there. Sebi Korda is also in this tournament. A lot of Americans, as you can kind of expect. But Rafael Nadal has got to be the heavy favorite in this. And Jack Sock just kind of getting back into playing a lot of singles tournaments and a lot of singles matches this year. And in the second round, he's already playing Rafael Nadal. Sorry, pal, but I don't have much faith. I, I love Jack Sock, but Rafa in a new city, I think he's going to want to put on a show, and I think he absolutely will put on a show. Uh, as for who I got winning this tournament, um, I think Sebi Corder makes a really good run. Sebastian Corder, I think... Uh, I think Opelka can make some, you know, make some waves. Jensen Brooksby is playing outstanding. He's a wild card American, and he ended up beating Kevin Anderson. He lost to Kevin Anderson in the final at the Hall of Fame tournament um, up in New England. But now uh, he just beat him 7-6, 4 in the tiebreak, and then 6-3 in the second set. And now he will play Francis Diafo. Once again, a lot of Americans in this tournament. This would be a really good tournament to be at just because of the American status and the status of the tournament. It is an ATP 250 as well. So what a tournament. I think FAA can make a run. He can maybe make it to the semis. But I, I'm going to throw a couple wild cards in here. I'm going to say Dimitrov makes it to the semis where he will play Rafael Nadal on the top half and the bottom half. I'm going to go with Sebastian Corda makes it to the semis and he will play Riley Opelka. That is such a bold. Okay, I'm going with it. I'm going to go with it, though. That's what I'm going to pick to go there. To win this tournament, I think Rafael Nadal is too good. He's taken so much time off, and I think he's ready for vengeance. And I think Rafael Nadal wins this tournament, the City Open in D.C. And then after that, we go on a spree of tournaments, getting ready for the ever-entertaining U.S. Open. There will be the Toronto tournament. There will be Cincinnati. There will be Winston-Salem. And then we will be in New York. I won't be in New York, but I'll be watching New York and everything that's going on at the U.S. Open. In the tennis world... I think that's about it. Olympics, they were great. They were great. I'm, I kind of you know bashed on them a little bit earlier. Said I was watching a lot of other sports, but Olympic tennis was entertaining to watch, and I think a lot of people were dialed in on it. Um, good to see Benchich get a gold medal. Good to see Zverev win a gold medal. Good to see other people at the top, to be honest, to win these medals on the men's side. Karina Busta gets the bronze, and then Hachinov takes that silver. So I, w I was happy to see that. Um, as much as I want to see the Golden Slam, I was excited to see that some other people we're getting into winning medals and having a lot of success in these bigger tournaments. You can reach out to me at Jacob Sersosimo. You can reach out to Believe at Believe Podcast, both on Instagram and Twitter for both. Thanks for listening today. We've got a good show for you next week. Uh, Washington, maybe play, talk a little Players Association, maybe talk a little other things. I got a lot on deck that I can talk about after taking a week off last week. We are back in the game this week. We are better than ever. And tennis is only going to ramp up over the next three weeks. Get ready. U.S. Open on deck this month in August. We'll see you next time.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.